Mike, the king is ice cold. Thank you for carrying the squad. Yeah, bro. Hop in my backpack. I'm carrying the team. Episode four. Let's go. Episode 4, shout out Drew for the little sound bit on the end of that intro. Sounds great. Um, so Mike, this week I'm getting right into it. Uh, we, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're going right in. So last night I went to the Caps game. Uh, preseason hockey, Caps Bruins at the Capital Hype. One Center. Hype. Uh, so me and my friends were all going. We get there. We're like, alright, like let's throw a little money around. Like Why else are we at a preseason hockey game? <laughs> so we get there and we're all like, we see this great value bet. We're like, Caps win by one. It was like plus 600. We're throwing like half a unit to win like three units. We're like, oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden we're sitting down. We get our first beer of the game. And we get the analysis from the announcers on the Jumbotron. And they are saying that the Bruins are not there. Their entire team's in Beijing. They have a game against the Flames today. Their head coach isn't there. None of their NHL talent is there. The best player on their team is Sean Corrali, who had 14 points last year. He's the only guy projected to make the NHL roster. The Bruins goalie never played in the NHL before. Played in ECHL last year, which is a step below the AHL level. The Caps had Oshie, Backstrom, Holpe, Orloff, Niskanen, minus 200 on the money line. I said it was my absolute mortal lock of the century. And they lose 5-2. to two. It wasn't even close. I just don't understand what happened. I loved the value. I had great logic. And that's just how cold I am right now. Anything I say will be wrong. Um, I just have nothing nothing for that, Mike. So what do you- I, I just want to clarify. Okay, so they were in China. They, they didn't play. No. So they well, in preseason, they do a split squad kind of thing. So you can have two separate teams playing two different teams at the same day. So right. the NHL yeah, squad right. was in China. So they basically have all their minor league guys and like everyone who's not playing on their regular team is here. And they played the okay. Caps last so night. Then, and the Caps had like... So did the Caps play their players though? They had like, like six or seven NHL guys and then some other younger guys that are probably still better just, than the younger guys the Bruins had. Dude, it's probably just, you know, off off the Stanley Cup. Like they don't give a shit about preseason. I get it. But minus 200, <laughs> my roommate, he was like, oh, I'm bringing my girlfriend. She has some nurse friends. <laughs> I was feeling like, oh, I'll win some bets. These ladies are going to be like, this guy is so smart. He has money. We could throw it around, go to the bars after the game. And no, just absolutely not. But at least uh, I made it to work today, unlike Kevin, who uh, had to take a sick day because he got too drunk. Oh, last yeah, night. I saw that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a rough way to start the week. Um, hopefully, uh, we bounce back with uh, some NFL and college bets. Yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. It feels good. Yeah, preseason so- hockey. That's a new low. Exactly. I'm so I am not betting on preseason hockey anymore. That is done. Uh, so we are here, episode four. Uh, we're gonna have our Hammercock Lock of the Week winner on the show in a little bit. But right now, we're gonna get right into our quick blitz. It all comes down to this play. Here we 
All right, so we're going to go real quick. So we got Fitzmagic right now, a.k.a. the Amish Rifle. Now, you're like, everyone's like, that? where is the Amish Rifle? I've never heard of that before. I go on uh, Fitzpatrick's uh, football database stat website just to look at some of his uh, – his, his numbers this year, and in parentheses next to Ryan Fitzpatrick, it says Fitzmagic or Amish Rifle. So from here on out, Fitzpatrick is the Amish Rifle, and there's no doubt about it. I love it. I don't know where it came from, but it's I great. like Fitzmagic better. I don't yeah. know. To Amish Rifle own. is kind of like the Red Rifle, and that's Andy Dalton. I don't know. I've never heard of this. Is he Amish? Like, what, no where does this come he from? Looks, he looks Amish. I mean, did you see the, look, him looking yeah. like McGregor? Did you see the the beard kiss? Oh my with, god! Uh, yeah, I love it. That was ridiculous. Oh uh, yeah, but through through two games, he's going nuts. Seventy-eight point seven percent completion, eight hundred nineteen yards, eight touchdowns, one pick. The Bucks are two and zero, oh, and they're flying. They beat the Saints and the Eagles. What? Yeah, what? I had Eagles minus three, but and he's uh. What is it? QB one in fantasy over QB Mahomes. QB one, yeah. So that's uh, that's our Fitzmagic blurb. Now we're going right into the Steelers. So the Steelers are an absolute train wreck. Their defense, first in penalties, third most rushing yards against, ninth most total yards against. Antonio Brown tweeting at the Twitter trolls saying, "Trade me, let's find out." Regarding a tweet from a former Steelers employee saying he I mean, is a product of having a good quarterback. I think that was more fun than anything. I don't think he's actually saying, like, trade me. But then like, he missed practice on Monday with no excuse, uh, yeah, that, and yo, Tomlin that, had to be like, we disciplined him. I know. But what did yo, they actually do? Who the fuck I want to know. I, I did see that, and I was like, oh, shit, maybe he's serious. Because I took it as a joke, and then he missed practice, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, is this actually going to go down? And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if Odell did the same thing, oh, my God. Like, SportsCenter would have a field day with it. We the wouldn't New York hear that Post, the Times, they'd have all their funny headlines and all this shit. It would be so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the Steelers are a mess. Uh, whoever bet they're over on the win total is fucked. They're not it's hitting that. They're going to be lucky to be 500 this year. They have Le- to Le'Veon's definitely not coming back till week 10. Yeah, I mean, 100%. To, to hit that win total, they need to go 11-3. and three, and I, yeah. I don't see that at all. Nope. All right, so the Giants suck. Uh, me and Mike's team 0-2 with two very winnable games. So here's my thing with the Giants. The defense looks fine. They gave up 20 points both I games. I guess it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't say it's, like, great, but it's fine, right? It's holding its, it's, it's, holding yeah, its own. It's average. Yeah. But, I mean, the offense is terrible. Our O-line can't block. Last game, Flowers, Hernandez, Saquon, they were all missing blocks. Eli had six sacks. I was reading, I was listening to some videos this week. The analysts were just breaking down, like, how what the Cowboys were doing. They were doing just very simple blitzes, and there were just so many missed assignments, players... Giants guys were doubling guys that didn't need to be doubled and just missing the free guy just going right to Eli. It looked bad. It looked bad. Yeah, I mean, our O-line is atrocious, though. Like, I don't know why we both thought that would be better this year, optimistically. Uh, Our center is now out for the year. Um, And we traded our backup center to the Vikings for a seventh-round pick, so that looks good. Yeah, and the center that is now out for the year, it was only a one-week sample, obviously, but PFF had him as the sixth-highest-graded center in the league. So now he's out. Uh, So we're fucked in that regard. My whole thing here, too, is, like, our play calling is terrible. Like, Shermer was in Minnesota last year. I don't think it's that. I honestly don't think it's that. I 100% think it's that. I was watching the game. They were so predictable. It was so obvious when Saquon was going to do a run or when they were going to do a screen pass to him or when Odell's going to run a slant. They just looked bad, dude. Dude, Eli would check it down every time if he had time or not. It didn't matter. Eli is washed. Eli is washed, man. Give Sean McVay Eli Manning. He doesn't do anything either. 
Fair. I think, yeah, we need a quarterback. We have a whole best of issues, but that's on the Giants. Let's go into the Jaguars. So, Blake Bortles, a.k.a. the boat, looking like a goddamn king out there. Who the fuck it, is, what is the boat? Yeah, best of all time. Oh, dude, come on, it's Goat. No, but that's Blake Bortles' nickname is the boat. Oh, okay. All right, First so anyways, the Jaguars are 2-0. and uh, Bortles torched the pass for 377 yards and four touchdowns. They're the clear favorite in the AFC South, and their defense is nasty. I was kind of on them last year. I had them winning. I had them beating, getting to the Super Bowl, I guess, 10-1. to And then I didn't bet on this game because I thought, you know, the, the Patriots could just win. But, yeah, the Jags look good. I mean, their defense is legit. That's how you beat the Patriots is what, what, Jack, what the Jags have. And then the last thing, quick, obviously we have to talk about Josh Gordon going to the Pats for a fifth-round pick from the Browns. Uh, I'm not worried at all about them being one and one and losing to the Jags. Josh Gordon could oh, be a game-changer. I'm seeing... Randy Moss, 2007. I'm envisioning 1,000 yards easy for this I guy. Think that's a little, I think obviously, that's a little ridiculous. Obviously, it's a stretch because that was like the best wide receiver season of all time. However, I think this could be an absolute game changer. It depends on Josh Gordon if he can adapt to the Patriot way. It's not meant for everyone. He's obviously had issues in the past, probably still has issues now. So we'll see what happens. But I do love just like the energy it's bringing me. Even though I hate yeah, the Patriots, I, mean, it definitely gets I just me hyped. love seeing Brady to Gordon. I mean, yeah, Brady to Gordon just... That in general, that that's just hype. Um, that gives me wet dreams every night. Hopefully, he can play for ten games or whatever it is. Like I don't even know if he's gonna like. Who knows? He's missed like fifty-five games in his career. He hasn't done anything in five years. Hopefully, he makes some noise. I, I'm skeptical. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm just excited. For I mean, that. it could be dirty. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So that was our quick blitz. Uh, let's actually get into some betting news. This is my favorite part. I love talking betting news. So yep. there's a great story this week with FanDuel in New Jersey. So a guy placed a $100 bet on the Broncos to win the game. Now this was a live bet at the counter at the Meadowlands when the Broncos were in clear field goal range down two points. The odds for on the money line. That's a 17-yard line. Yeah. Yeah, so, they, yeah so it was a very easy kick. McManus, right. solid field goal kicker. So yeah. the odds should have been minus 600. However, for whatever reason, there was a glitch in the system that made them plus 75,000 on the money line. <laughs> so if, uh, this guy placed the $100 bet. So he st- should have won $18.35. But instead, based off those odds, he won $82,610. But when FanDuel recognized the mistake, they refused to honor the bet. But they offered to pay him $500 and take him to three Giants games this year, which is a sick consolation prize considering he didn't he deserve to won win that $18. bet anyway. Right. But this asshole, which I kind of respect, I love the power move, he's like, fuck your money. He declined to take their offer, and he's intending to hire an attorney and sue him. So FanDuel's policy states, where a blatant or palpable error is made uh, and offers made, prices offered or bets accepted, or in the transmission of any event on which we have purported to the offer live betting, bets may be settled at the correct price at the time at which the bet was placed, as determined by FanDuel Sportsbook. So basically, they're saying uh, we there's an error. We're not we're not taking any responsibility, and you're gonna get what you get. So Nevada actually has to contact the gaming control board, and it's like a third party that they have to decide from. And they might actually pay the error, but then they can refuse to take bets from that customer in the future. And then in the UK, all their books, including Betfair, call the palpable errors palps and generally void the bets. What are your thoughts on this? Um. So my first my first reaction, I was siding with Fanduel. Um, I actually have had a bet in the past with Bovada. I kind of had 
uh, I bet on something and it was a glitch and then they voided it right away. But then I was thinking that when you bet at a sports book, it's always the better's responsibility to check their ticket for the right cash and the right odds. Like when, when you get that ticket, you got to make sure the person, the ticket writer entered all the correct stuff. Cause if not, the bet stands as printed. So the, F- the FanDuel writers need to be held to the same standard. It's not just a one way street. I think if, if the, if the bet was made online or at a kiosk, it would be different. Like the ticket writer handed him a set plus $75,000 ticket. She has to check that too. She, she has to know, or not she, but whoever it is, he or she has to know that like, that's obviously not right. That's an error. Dude, I couldn't agree more. I mean, so it's the fact that she had the ticket and gave it to him. Now I don't even know if it's a she. I think we're just she, calling her. She, whatever. Anyways, it, you got to look at it this way, though. It's not her responsibility to understand that that is a ridiculous odd in a bet and be like, hold on, wait a minute, this doesn't look right. Like, the employee is just doing their job. They're just taking these tickets and just, like, paying off. Like, they don't have the insight to know that that's a ridiculous line. That's, Which not their, I think that's not under their job responsibility. It should saying. be. That's what I'm saying. As sports bettors, we're held responsible for checking our tickets for the right odds and, and team and everything. And so the FanDuel, the writers that write the, the tickets need to do the same. And now with that, let us get into the recap of last week's bets. Last week's recap. All right, so last week, your boy was ice cold. Started off Saturday pretty hot. Uh, we ended up 4 for 7, minus 9.39 units. Total, still a winning record at 12 and 10, but minus 4 units. Mike, how'd you do? Uh, so I went 6 and 4 last week, won about a unit and a half. So I'm currently 21 and 11 on the season. All right, so you're still surviving. So a couple of my surviving, best Surviving, I'm thriving. Hit. Oh, relax. <laughs> Uh, so I hit LSU plus 9.5. They grinded out a 22-21 win against number 7 Auburn. And then I also hit Arsenal. They hit a 2-1 win at Newcastle, controlled the whole game. But then I bombed my locks. They went 0-2. The pass lost to the Jags, 31-20. And then the Eagles lost to the Bucks, 27-21. And my 13-point teaser, all three hit, except the Pats pushed on the last one. And because it's a sweetheart teaser, that is considered a loss. That one was devastating because that was like five units on that one. Uh, Mike, how, how about you? What do we got for you? Um, I'll start off with the Eagles. Like you said, I got that one wrong too. Uh, Fitzmagic, that's basically all I, all I have to say. Uh, them covering was never a real possibility. They they threw Fitzmagic threw a t- 75-yard touchdown to Deshaun Jackson on the first play. And I, I was love like, that. Well, Deshaun here we fucking go again. Here we fucking me. go again. I thought it was a uh, fluke, and then it just like it happened again. Yeah, yeah like, it keeps happening. Is this, now, is this, Steelers, is this a dream? now they get Steelers D this week, so that's perfect. He's gonna destroy them. They suck. Yeah, they're really bad. And then I actually, yeah, I took this was my bad bet, I guess, of the week. I took Auburn minus nine and a half, and they looked like fucking garbage. LSU. Or did LSU look good? Um, I don't think. I'm still looking to fade LSU. I think their front seven is fucking filthy, or their whole defense really. I'm all in on LSU this too, year. But I think their quarterback is still atrocious. What, dude? This quarterback, quarterback is, is so good, bad. dude. Dude, you're you don't. Did you seriously? Did you see his stats or anything? That touchdown, that fluky ass touchdown that he had over the middle of the field. You can't tell me that was skill. That was as fluky as it gets. 
into triple coverage, and the dude just runs. He managed the game. He got a win. Love him. I think I'm leaning Louisiana Tech plus 21 at LSU this week. So, well, that's uh, stupid. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and then I had a bunch. I mean, I did Vikings. They covered. They, I mean, they tied, but they covered the plus one and a half. Pa- uh, Panthers, Falcons over 44. Uh, that hit. Giants plus three and a half. We already talked about that. Fuck them. I'm they never just... betting on the Giants again. I'm done I'm betting with them. Eli, the Giants, the whole team, they're done. Everything's done. Cancel. Yeah. And then Ohio State minus 11. I had that barely covered. They won by 12. But I just want to say real quick that Dwayne Haskins is the truth. He's like the third highest favorite to win the Heisman right now. So was he at like six to one? Yeah, exactly six to one. Um, and he started at twenty two to one. Hope you guys I bet fifty bucks on that. So hopefully that comes through. All right, that was our recap, and now we're ready for our bets of the week. Bets of the week. And now we have on our hammer cock lock of the week winner, Mister Joe DeLuca. San Diego didn't think he was going to take it. Here he goes. He's at the 25-30. They blocked the putter. The cheat is gone. Can't get to him. Tyreek Hill stays on the right boundary. 10-5. Touchdown, Kansas City. So Joe is one of our friends from JMU. He is an avid Chiefs, Penn State, and Penguins fan. So the tweet he sent the spread this week for his lock of the week was the Chicago Bears minus three. His analysis was that the Bears last year let up six passing touchdowns all season at home, six, without Khalil Mack. Teams playing back-to-back road games week one and week two are 0-12 against the spread in week two. Seattle is on a back-to-back road trip. Simple, Chicago Bears, lock. Joe, welcome to the show. Oh, man, it is great to be here. Uh, First of all, thanks for having me. Um, I knew coming into last week that the the Bears were going to win that game. Um, I had a, a couple of second guesses on my minus three there, but you got to stick with the stats. Stats don't lie. Minus three, Chicago Bears lock. That was easy, too. They looked good against Seattle. Yeah, they looked real good. I had minus three, too, and I felt even more confident when the line moved to, like, minus five or something by game time. So I was feeling fucking really good, and that was a lock. Like, they yeah. looked dominant. That line movement, yeah, that, that definitely inserted some confidence, but, man, that defense – that defense is for real. Cleo Mack is unbelievably good. I, I just don't know what John Gruden was thinking, but as the, being the Chiefs fan that I am, it just the Chiefs are just so much better without John, uh, Cleo Mack in the AFC West. I couldn't agree more. Uh, all right, so with that being said, let us get into our bets. As we said, so the Champions League is back. <laughs> I know you guys. I know you guys don't listen to soccer that much, but I am a big soccer guy, and I'm also 0 and 3 so far on these Champions League bets. So listen to how bad of beats I've been getting here. I bet PSG against Liverpool. I did the draw no bet, and PSG got scored on in the 91st minute uh, to lose that game 3 to 2. And then I picked Tottenham as a pick 'em against Inter Milan, and Tottenham got scored on in the 92nd minute to lose to Inter Milan. And then my last one was a Real, Juventus, Barcelona, Man City money line parlay. Real, Juventus, Barcelona all won. Man City lost two to one at home against Lyon. The original money line was minus five seventy five. I've been getting hammered. I can't win a bet to save my goddamn life. 
So now we're going to go into some of our early leans of the week. Now, Joe, I know you're a big college football guy. Me and Mike aren't as big into college football as you are. I'm big into college football, man. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I'm hot with the bets. All right, so I have one early lean that I really like, and it is Buffalo minus five at Rutgers. Buffalo's 3-0 with a win over Temple, a team who just beat Maryland. Rutgers got absolutely smacked by Kansas, and I just think Buffalo's simply the better team, and I'm going to lay the points here. Joe, what do you think? Um, I think that's a safe bet. I mean, Rutgers is Rutgers, and I mean, there's just they have shown no sign of being good at all. Like they're, I, I don't even know if this is a good comparison, but they really remind me of the Bills right now. I mean, they just have <laughs> absolutely nothing going for them. They have no talent, and they're they're literally the doormat of the FBS. I mean, JMU would beat Rutgers by fifty. James Madison, father of the. Dude, yeah. Yo, Dude, seriously, though. Hey, Rutgers got blown up by Kansas. Kansas is awful at football. They really are the, the Bills of college football. They're horrible. I also don't know anything about Buffalo football, though, do you? Like, what do you know about Buffalo football, Keith? Uh, I know that they beat Temple, who beat Maryland, so by transitive property, Buffalo's oh. pretty good. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Actually, you know, I had, last week, my biggest lock of the week was Buffalo <laughs> minus Eastern Michigan. It was. That's also why I want to take Buffalo. You kept texting me about Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. Oh, I took it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Eastern Michigan, that line was so uh, catered to Eastern Michigan's win the previous week yeah, against Purdue. Purdue yeah. That, that, like, Eastern Michigan is not good. And Buffalo, I mean, they're, they're in the max, so they're not good either. But <laughs> that was just, that was a lock. And I threw the house on Buffalo. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, honestly. That's fucking awesome. Joey, you got any college leans? I do. I actually have three. Let's hear them. Um, first, the first line that I saw that popped out to me was Notre Dame minus seven. I get that Notre Dame is hasn't looked the greatest since their opening week win against Michigan. Barely beat Vandy last week. Right. but Squeaked it out. I just think Wake Forest sucks. And there's just no way around that. I mean, they – I watched that game when they played Boston College before that hurricane hit, and they turned the balls over so easily that I think Notre Dame intercepts that freshman QB three times, and I think they cover seven points easy. But, I mean, we'll see. I don't, I, I'm, I don't really – Notre Dame, they're a tough team, but that's one of my leans. Um, another one I liked was Georgia minus 14. Um, I think that line's a little low. I think Georgia is the best football team in college, or best college football team outside of Alabama. Um, and I, I think agree 14, there, hundred percent. I love Georgia. Yeah, I yeah, think they're, 14, they're great. Fourteen points is, I mean, worst case scenario, I see that as being a push. I mean, yeah, they're on the road, but Missouri is not convinced on Missouri at all. They haven't played anyone. That's my thing. And uh, my other lean is Pitt minus three at UNC. UNC is absolutely garbage. Granted, Pitt is not that good, but UNC just lost to ECU forty-one to nineteen. I saw that, dude. I was so I, I threw up in my garbage can when I saw that. ECU lost to North Carolina A and T. That tells you anything about UNC. So I think Pitt three points here. I think they. I think that hits. They're home. 
They're on the road in UFC. That doesn't, but I don't care. I was just curious. Not a tough place to play. No, definitely not. All right. But um, those, those yeah. Yeah, I like I like them. Good good insight, uh, Mike. Let us get you want to give me a couple NFL leans you got. Yeah, I have some couple NFL leans. Um, the Thursday night game tomorrow. Well, today uh, when you listen to this, uh, uh, if I can, I'm hoping I can get Browns. It's at minus three right now, but if it's at minus two and a half, I will definitely fire away at that. I think the Browns will get their first one of the season there against the Jets. Um, some others I'm leaning. I haven't bet yet. Colts plus seven against Philly. If that gets to seven, it's at six and a half now. A bunch of these I'm like I'm waiting for the line to move. I'm not firing away yet. Raiders if I can get plus three and a half versus the Dolphins, and then Chargers if I can get seven and a half on the Rams. Really? Yeah. You don't think the can Rams get... can beat them by a touchdown? They look terrible. I mean, where do you put where do you put the spread though? Like. Where do you put the line where you we start betting the Chargers? Like I feel like you just want to bet the Rams every every week. I'll get into it. I'll get into it in a little bit. No, I love the Rams this you, week. If I give you a line though of Chargers plus ten, would you take it or would you take Rams minus ten? I'd probably take them up to ten and then I'd stop at ten. Okay, I'm that's I'm, fair. I'm pretty confident the Rams win by more than a touchdown, but not maybe not as confident that they win by two touchdowns. Like are they going to win every single game this year? No, no, they're going to lose a couple, but not to the Joey Bosa-less Chargers who looked lifeless on defense and gave up 20 points to the Bills. I kind of right. agree. Okay, yeah. but anyways, we'll yeah, those I mean those aren't bad. I like I like I, I, yeah I, I mean I haven't bet them yet, so let's just put that out there. I'm just like they're my leads. Okay, uh, I'll <laughs> can, go I throw, can I throw in a little insight on that real quick? Go yeah, on, go Joey. Uh, a reason that I uh, First of all, I'm avoiding that game completely because, you know, you never know what you're going to get with the Chargers. But one thing that I know for a fact is Marcus Peters picks off Phillip Rivers at least twice a game. And <laughs> I think Rivers. he'll have a pick six. And Philip Rivers think will have four. a pick six every week. Um, I think I see. <laughs> I called uh, week one. I said uh, Marcus Peters will pick off Derek Carr at least twice and probably have a pick six. And he had a pick six. Marcus Peters feast he feasts off of those AFC West QBs and he's getting another one here and I think I think Rivers I mean, first full pick. Their secondary is filthy, dude. Fucking filthy. filthy. It, Rivers gonna force the ball. He's gonna force it. But I but at the same time I do see a couple situations where the Chargers could cover seven. Yeah. I mean, it's basically a value play for me. The, the Rams are obviously the best one of the best teams in the NFL and it comes to a point, it's like the Patriots, like the bookmakers just inflate every line. And yeah. hope they can get some some buyback on another team. So if it if it goes to, if it's at seven, I don't think I'm going to do it. But if I, if I get the hook seven and a half, I think I'm going to have to maybe fire a unit on that. But we'll see. All right, um, I'm going to list off a couple of my leans now. So right now, I like the Packers at minus three in Washington. Rodgers looks fine with the injury. They dropped 29 points last week on a good Vikings defense. The Redskins offense could not move the ball against the Colts, who don't even have a good defense to begin with. Uh, give me Rodgers by a field goal all day. Rodgers! This can't double check! Uh, the next one I have is the Pats minus seven at Detroit. Big Pats bounce back game after last week. Mentor mentee game with Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick. Belichick is 15 and five against former coaches. Lions look lost out there and rumors Patricia's already lost the locker room. 
trying to implement the Patriots way in Detroit, just not working. Give me King Bill and the points. I'm taking the Pats minus seven. And the last lean I like actually is a tough one for me to bet because I hate the Cowboys with all my heart. But Cowboys plus one at Seattle. The Cowboys defense mm. looked good last week, although that's mainly due to the Giants' O-line struggles. However, Seattle also has a terrible O-line that the Bears just absolutely tore apart. I think Demarcus Lawrence can get to Russ here, just like the Bears did. I don't care that it's in Seattle. Uh, the running game translates on the road, and Zeke is finally due for a big game. I like the boys here to cover that point and win the game outright. I think that the Cowboys' defense is also no fluke. I think that they are for real as long as Sean Lee stays healthy. Which is a big if. It, which is a huge if, but I... For purposes I think, of this game, though, he's healthy, so... Yeah, I think that they're going to be... They're, 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 they're good. They're a good team. Like, good defensive unit. They're, their problem is going to be on offense, but... Their best receivers have one catch each the last two games. I mean, when your best receiver is Alan Hearns, you got problems. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, yeah, going off uh, the games I'm avoiding, so I hate the Jets versus the Browns. I mean, I think that can go either way. I think both teams are disgusting, and I think – I just feel like the Browns are cursed, and they're never going to win a game. They had every opportunity to win last week. And just That's true, but they're 2-0 and against the spread. They, also, they're 2-0 against the spread getting points, not giving. Right. That's true. That's true, but they've played the Steelers and the Saints, and no, nobody thought – they would put up a fight against the Saints, I don't think. And if you did, you would have bet the plus 10, really. Right, right. I, I agree. I didn't think they – I thought they were going to lose by at least 14. Yeah. I, I um, think that line's completely fair, too. I think giving the Browns a field goal at home against the Jets is a perfect line. Yeah, but I mean – That's just why I'm not, I don't like it. It's I think I, I the Jets-Lions game was a fluke, and then, I mean, the Dolphins just trounced the Jets at, at, uh, at New York. At life, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I mean, I think it's two pretty bad teams even though I'm high on the Browns, but they're still bad, obviously. Um, one more game I'm avoiding, Joe, is the 49ers at your Chiefs minus seven. I just think the Chiefs... Is that a seven deep, now? It's, it was at seven last time I checked a few hours ago. I just Damn. think that game... I think the Chiefs will win, but I can see the 49ers keeping it close, and I just don't trust the Chiefs' defense. Their offense is going to put up numbers. Mahomes is the truth. I, I'm on board with the Mahomes train. I just I don't know about the 49ers aren't bad. I think they could cover seven, but I just don't know how that game's going to go because I could also see the Chiefs just winning by three touchdowns. So I think that's a avoidable game for me as well. Yeah, I think the Chiefs as a favorite. I mean, I love the Chiefs. I love Mahomes. He's the truth. But I think the back door is going to be open a lot this year. They're gonna. I mean, they're gonna probably win these games, but their defense is so bad they could let up a you know a last thirty second whatever touchdown and then the not, underdog covers not cover like yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, t- I love the Chiefs, but anything over three, yeah, you just stay away from that. I mean, the de- like you said, the defense is just piss poor. I mean, and I, mean I, t- I, knew, I knew that coming into the season that they're going to be a, have a terrible defense, but like both starting safeties are gone. Eric Berry, who knows what's going to happen with him? And it, a heel it breaks injury. my like, heart. What is a heel injury? He tore his Achilles last year, so he's still coming back from that, but. Uh. He's like my favorite player of all time, and as soon as he's back in there, I think seven points is easily covered with the offense just because I think him in there will literally – he will make – Oh, he will change it. He will make two stops that will allow the Chiefs to put two more touchdowns up. Yeah, and like he's huge. Him alone will, will, will help a cover. It'll dictate matchups and everything too. Yeah, he's huge. But, and the, yeah, no, stay away from minus seven. Yeah, the over-under is 57-2, so expect another shootout. <laughs> for sure 
All right, boys, and with that being said, let us get into our locks of the week. All right, Mike, you want to start off the locks? Yeah, I'll start off with my lock, which is actually one that I think you bet the other way. So I have Seattle, Seattle money line minus 123. Um, after everyone saw the Cowboys dominate the Giants and the Bears dominate the Seahawks, I think I'm catching some value here. The line opened minus three Seahawks, and at one point it was Seahawks plus one. It was Cowboys minus one. So now it's back to Seahawks minus one, and I'm just going to lay a little extra juice for them for them to win outright. Uh, the Seahawks looked pretty bad in primetime. Wow, the Cowboys look good in primetime. Like, two very distinct, and everyone saw it on TV. I don't think the Cowboys are that good. I think it was more so that the Giants were that bad. Remember, just a week ago, they lost the Panthers 16-8. to They put up 60 yards of offense in the first quarter. And then the same thing kind of for the Seahawks. I don't really like them, but I'm also a really big believer in the Bears and their defense. It's legit, and they've played both of their games on the road so far. Their first game against Denver was close at mile high, um, so I like them in this situation at home. Russell Wilson being 0-2 at home, I'm going to take Seattle money line minus 123. See, I do like your logic there. I did. I have. I'm just leaning on the Cowboys right now. I haven't locked it in, but I can see where we're playing devil's advocate here, where the lines are inflated because of the Cowboys' good game against the Giants and the Seahawks' terrible game against the Bears. However, I'm still leaning towards the Cowboys. I just don't think the Seahawks got the juice this year. Yeah, I mean that's definitely fair. They're definitely not like the Legion of Boom or whatever they've been before. All right, Joey, you want to hit us with a lock? Yeah. Okay. So my lock of the week is bold but i just think that the bills are so terrible on so many levels that you are the not Vikings... doing it oh no god no god please no 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 the vikings win this game by 35 points. okay good i thought he was gonna take the bills and <laughs> vikings minus 16 is incredible I mean, it's a huge line, but I just don't see how the Bills are going to be able to move the ball at all. I mean, that defense is so good in Minnesota, and I just, I just can't even think of a scenario where the Dolphins or the not the Dolphins, the uh, Bills Vikings. score seven uh, points. I don't yeah. see them scoring a point. To be honest, how are lay they going to score? Lay those points. So I think you drop the house on Vikings. I mean, it, they're just too good. The Bills are terrible, but Vikings minus 16. Wow. wow. Bold. Yeah, I think it's a profitable strategy to probably just fade the Bills every every week. I did that last year with the Chargers. The first week I didn't because over the offseason, you could get like minus four or Ravens the whole time. Then it went to minus seven, so I didn't want to bet minus seven. But the one, I, I agree. They're going to, I don't know if I'm going to bet. I'm definitely leaning Vikings. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. The one thing I do see that could be like, which makes this, not cash would be that the Vikings play the Rams the next week, so they might be in a, like an overlook on Thursday. Spot. On Thursday, is it Thursday night it's football? A Thursday, it's the first Fox Thursday night football game. I still think the Vikings will probably blow them out, but that would be like the one caution. Um, That's I have an interesting, interesting Vikings. point because they might try and rest up guys as, as soon as they go into halftime and they're up by like two touchdowns, and then maybe the Bills squeak out like a backdoor cover, like lose by thirteen. Because that could mean the difference, you never know, between like the number one seed and the number two seed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I still, I still love but it, Joe. I'm still feeding the Bills. They suck. All they're, right. they're terrible. I got one more here. 
All right, let's hear it. Another lock that I love this week. Another big spread. Um, Ole Miss minus 28 versus Kent State. I like that. Kent State's terrible. And, you know, they, they showed that, you know, they're they're okay with the, for the first five minutes of a game. But after that, they're 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 on Rutgers level. I mean, I think Ole Miss comes in this game pissed off because of last week in their yeah. blowout loss to Alabama. Oh my god. And I, I think they come out on a tear. The offense averages four hundred and eighty yards a game so far. And Kent State is hundred and ninth in total defense. Sounds like a good matchup. And, you know, numbers <laughs> don't lie. Ole Miss seven and three. Against the spread, last 11 after allowing more than 40 points in their previous game, I think Ole Miss minus 28 is a lock. Wow. That's bold. You got two big spreads here, but I love it. Way to go. Be confident with your lock. Big dick swinging. I am going to hit my lock right now, which is the Bears minus 6.5 against the Cardinals in Arizona. So the Cardinals have been outscored 58-6 to so far this year. The Bears' defense with Mac is the truth. Bradford has been playing at an all-time terrible level. They might even like have to put in Josh Rosen because he's playing so bad, which would be even better for this bet because he's probably just going to get obliterated by the Bills' defense. The Bears put up an average of 23.5 points per game, and those are against the Packers and the Seahawks, who will have respectable defenses. The Cardinals' defense is not respectable this year. Patrick Peterson is about the only good player they have. Maybe Chandler Jones, too. I'm just taking the points here. I think the Bears win by at least 10 Probably even more. Bears minus six and a half. Lock. Only concern there, Keith, and I'm I'm kind of going to play a devil's advocate. Is yeah, you're totally right. Cardinals suck, but I think their problem, like through the first couple weeks, is they're not getting David Johnson the ball enough. Oh my god, literally so frustrating. At all. Granted, so their frustrating. line isn't very good, but like, why isn't he catching passes out of the backfield? Like that guy is incredible, but they're not giving him the ball like they should be. And let alone Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, the only thing I could see here potentially is the Bears not scoring points. Yeah. But the Cardinals do have talent on defense. And while I do think the Bears win, I mean, I could see this being like a 17-10, 17-13-game. But I, I mean, the I, under's like 37, so the bookmakers agree. They think it's going to be a low-scoring battle. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, Mitch Trubisky proved, didn't look great. The Bears proved it. They, they they really their offense is still kind of a work in progress. They have a lot yeah, of talent, exactly. but but still a work in progress. The defense is legit. I mean, but if the Cardinals get David Johnson more involved, I think they could cover. But I like I like the Bears pick. All right, I do too, obviously. And then Keith, I'm gonna uh, what's up? Do you have any more locks? I have one I, more I have lock. Two. I have okay, one more. I still have two more. I forgot right, to you say. Go, you go one, then I'll get the next one. All right, I have – I think you already bet this too. I have Patriots minus six. Uh, my analysis really right here is Tom Brady after a loss, prime time against their old defensive coordinator, and they're in a dome. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overthinking this one. Whenever you bet the Patriots, you're really paying a premium to bet on them because what the sports book does to, like, deter people from betting them. But I'm taking Tom minus six here all day. I feel like if they would have beat the Jags last week, it would have been at, like, 11. So I think we're getting – I think we're actually getting good value on that line. Yeah, I'm not – the biggest fan of the Lions either after betting them week one. <laughs> right, I agree. I, love, yeah. love the Patriots. Minus six. Vengeance. They come back. They blow them out. Yeah. Yeah, if I can get them a six or six and a half, I'm definitely going to hammer that. Yeah. 
right, and then my last lock is the Rams minus seven against the Chargers. You guys talked about it a little bit. Uh, Mike was alluding to, he thinks, or Joe, I forget, one of you were thinking the Chargers could cover this. So my thought process behind the Rams minus seven is that they're 2-0 and against the spread to start the year. 7-2 uh, against the spread in their last nine games as a favorite. The Chargers have lost their last four games against the Rams. They're traveling from Buffalo this week. Bosa is still out on defense, and the defense doesn't look as good as last year with him in it. And they, they gave up 20 points to Buffalo, who's been the laughing, the fucking ass of the league. So I like the Rams minus 7 here. And now, we already talked about this, but it just hit me now. I guess the Rams could have a look-ahead look spot too, though since they're facing the Vikings on Thursday. But I think the Chargers are a more formidable opponent where they don't have that luxury oh, yeah, as that's opposed 100%. to the Bills. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. But It's going to come down to how many interceptions Philip Rivers does. I mean, yeah. If if he's on, then they could be... I don't know. Sean McVay is a fucking beast. He, I, I like to bet on the range as much as possible. I just don't like the spot, personally. I think that front seven is going to shut Melvin Gordon down. I mean, yeah, it's definitely possible. Definitely possible. Any right, more have, we have? You got one more? Yeah, I have one more. Um, it's a college football lock. Uh, Oregon plus one. So this is a big time matchup. It's Stanford at Oregon. I think it's. I think Stanford's ranked seven, and Oregon's ranked like twenty or something like that. Love it. Uh, Oregon lost to Stanford pretty big the last two or three years. I think by like multiple touchdowns, like three or more. Yeah, but I'm not really impressed with Stanford this year. Yeah, they're three and zero. Whatever. They're in a great revenge spot at home. Uh, they're an underdog. And plus, Justin Herbert is one of the best QBs in the nation. I think uh, they win this game against an overrated top 10 team. Plus, like, everyone's taking Stanford, and I don't really get that. They're they're on the road as a, as a minus one favorite. So I'm, I don't really understand that. It's kind of like a, pay, a fade the public kind of thing, and I like Oregon as a team in revenge spot. So I'm taking Oregon here. I love fading the public. I think that's a good pick. I mean, Stanford, I mean, they're getting a lot of credit for a USC win, but USC just got crushed by Texas. Yeah. Granted, that was on the road, and, and Texas is a tough place to go to, but Texas lost to Maryland at home. So. I agree. All right, and let's finish up the episode with our Survivor Picks of the Week. Alright, so last week, uh, another non-sweat week for me. I had the Rams in the Survivor, and they cruised to victory. Uh, Mike also, I think, took the Rams. Yep, I had the Rams as well. And then, yep. So, Joe, who did you, who have you taken so far, week one and week two? Week one, I took uh, the Ravens against the Bills. As did and, I. Uh, week two, I took the Saints against the Browns. Oh, Woo! that was a little sweat at the end, huh? <laughs> it was a little sweat, but then, you know... At the end I, of the day, you got the dub. I was... Exactly. I was nervous, but then, you know, I had in my back of my mind that the Browns were going to be the Browns, and lo and behold, they were, so. And in Survivor, a win is a win. Dude, who's the kicker that they signed? Who is that guy? Like, uh, the Vikings he was, he was signed? A rookie. He was a rookie who was on the Dolphins, and then I got cut right before, like, the season started for the other guy. Like, the Vikings get Dan Bailey, and the Browns get There's fucking There's plenty of other Frank good kickers Joseph. on the market, too. Like, they could have got someone better. But it's Dan so Browns. Bailey? Dan Bailey did say that he did want to go to a contender. So. Yeah, I did see that. He like turned down bigger offers to see that. Speaking uh, of Dan see. Bailey, I am taking the Vikings with my survivor pick of this week. I just do not want to sweat at all. I am confident that this is going to be a win. I'm just rolling on to next week, and I'm just hammering Vikings. It's easy as that. 
Yeah, I'm going Vikings too. This is a very large spread, minus 16 and a half. I haven't seen one this big in the last like five years. Maybe when the Patriots played Buffalo, or like I think there was one five years ago when the Broncos played the Jags. But I, was, this is I think easy. I remember the Seahawks playing like the Bucks one time was like minus 28. Okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, I'm taking yeah Vikings as. I don't, even, I don't even care about saving them for the end. I'm just taking them now. And just just trade the Bills every fucking time. You're going to win. All right, Joe, who do you got this week? It's it's so hard to go against that Vikings pick. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna go Minnesota. I mean, I have to because the Bills are that bad. and it, it's, a, it's a mortal lock. If the Bills beat the Vikings, I will quit watching the NFL. That's how... That's how I, I would root. <laughs> I would root for the Raiders if the Bills beat the Vikings. We're holding That's you to that, Joe. But the fact of the matter is, uh, Vikings. But I, I did. What, I were, you, what were the others you were kind of looking at? So I love the Patriots. I think the Patriots win. Mm-hmm. But what's stopping me from picking the Patriots is I think they have an easier schedule down the road. Or okay. you could pick the Patriots later. And I think the Vikings, I mean, they're going to win a lot of games, but this is the most confident you'll be about the Vikings winning yeah, a game. They have a tough schedule. Too. They play the Rams, and then they still have games against the Packers and the Bears, both at their places. Like, it's tough. Yeah. And, you know, last week I was very close to being bold. I'm taking the Bears uh, in Survivor, and I didn't. But this week I'm also considering it again. I think the Bears win, and it's a bold pick. But I, I hate taking a public – like a, a huge pick. Yeah. I just hate it. But I think you almost have to this week. I mean, it's a lock. Vikings are in. All right. And that is episode four. We want to thank Joe for coming on to the show. Uh, everyone keep tweeting out at spread underscore podcast, sending us your hammer cock lock of the week. And maybe <laughs> you could be on the next episode. Uh, final thoughts, Mike and Joe? Follow our Twitter account at spread podcast. Like we said, we always update our plays on the betting tracker hope you guys subscribe to the podcast now that we're on itunes um and give us a review on there um for me i'm just going to end on a fantasy love hate real quick if you for all you fantasy people out there i'm pretty sure everyone does it uh absolutely hate philip rivers this week i think there's four picks marcus peters takes him deep pick six <laughs> maybe twice and uh akeem talib actually has a tracker of doing that too and absolutely love marquise goodwin against the terrible Kansas City Chiefs defense. It crushes me to say it, but Marquise Goodwin, if he plays, will have 30 points. Woo-hoo. I like that. I like that. All right, but, thanks for listening. I'm going to play with DFS. Yep. We're out. All see right, you next see week. You. Peace.